Yacht, hey fellow horn-toed listeners, are you all ready for another episode of the Clagato Veteran Podcast? Well, even if you're not, we're going to go ahead and do it anyways. This is Season 3, Episode 2, and on this episode, I kind of have a theme running about progress on the Navajo Nation, as far as um, uh, not doing things the bureaucratic way, and... um, So our first subject of the night will be about edited life, and I'll explain that more as I get into it because that's a subject I've been wanting to cover since the, I guess, the middle of uh, season one. And then uh, second subject of the night, this one is violent shows and happy endings. Well, actually, let me rephrase that. Violent shows and happy commercials. I don't know. Endings just kind of something that's common usage. Anyways. Uh, number three will be fear of jealousy. Number four will be setting the standard. And finally, number five, last subject of the night. This one is expectations for Navajo nonprofits. And once again, I am your solo host, Mateo Native Ravager, which, uh, let me rephrase that. I'm not solo. Tonight, I am here with Ching, the almighty Ching. And right now he's eating some, uh, chicken bones I got for him earlier. And um, we got the fire going, we're here in the Hogan, and um, we're just getting ready to, um, oh, and there's uh, COVID, I fed him earlier, so he's pretty happy, and he's hanging out by the window, I guess, listening in. Other than that, um, you know, that's, uh, let's get this thing going, because any more babbling, then I'm going to lose my target audience, so here we go, let's get the show started. Okay, so here we go. Episode two, and this is the first subject of the night. Edited life. And the reason why I want to bring this up is because when when we watch television, and it's kind of hard not to nowadays, whether it's uh, on a phone, laptop, tablet, television, whatever, um, there's always uh, a story going on within a commercial and and what and the stuff they show on the commercial is yeah it's advertisement it's it's meant to draw your attention it's it's made for you to want to be a part of that product whether you want to buy it eat it wear it show off in it um whatever you want to do that product is is there it's it's ready for you to look at it and say wow that's what i want but at the same time with that is there's what we don't see behind that um is the actual process of how that commercial is made and it's the same thing with um you know uh tv shows and movies but what goes on behind the scenes is a lot of um well some people would use demographics what is their target audience what it what is the uh product's main focus what is it supposed to do is it a vehicle is it clothing you know stuff like that and all that there's a process of having like uh hiring actors to portray those um people in the commercials so when we see it as uh reservation indians we're we're home and whether or not we have 
uh, some type of daily duty, like a job or just being like a ranch hand, whatever it is we do during the day. Sometimes, you know, we come back home and, um, you know, turn on the television and watch whatever's on there with the programs that are on there. Now that's not to say everybody does that because I know a few, few people that don't watch television, they could care less about what's being said on there. But anyways, so going back to this edited lifestyle, everything seems crisp, clean, clear, and it's concise as to the point. It makes a nice statement and, you know, there's uh, music added to it and, and that's where I think a lot of uh, a lot of young Navajos they well obviously they want that lifestyle because you know that was same same with me over here but nobody really addresses that you know nobody's really talking about like hey you know that's 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 pretty much a fantasy but also it's not reality to the point where if there's something we want we can get it right away. And a prime example would probably be um, food commercials. You know, when you see a hamburger being advertised. And now this is, you know, if you're not vegan or anything. But if you're a meat eater, you know, um, you're, you see this hamburger. It's uh, There's music behind it. There's like a real clear quality picture to it. It could be rotating. There might be some steam coming off of it. Um, and then when you add like a soda next to it, it's all that, you know, obviously it's to entice you into wanting to consume that. And, you know, there's a couple of thoughts when I see it, I'm like, man, I wish I had that right now, or I'm going to get that later when I go into town or I'll, you know, or my mom will see it and say, you know, get me one of those when you come, when you go to town and come back, you know? So those those two major thoughts or three, three thoughts, whatever. It's kind of what makes me want to talk about this because when things are edited, it looks really well, real polished. It looks really nice. And when we start looking at that, we're like, well, that's what I want. And when, when we watch these things, we don't realize just exactly the process that goes through it. And we think that it's pretty much going to be like that. And for those of us that really struggled, we're like, yeah, it's not like that, but I want it to be like that. And the another example for these commercials is um, the jewelry. Uh, every kiss begins with K. I mean, that's really, really clever marketing right there, you know. And when I see these commercials, it's always like the woman um, – telling her side of the story the guy really doesn't say anything because you know i was thinking this is probably more well obviously it's it's uh the focus more is on women because you know jewelry you know you can't jewelry is one of those necessities where it makes a woman feel good you know despite what everybody says about materialism and having stuff you can't take with you to the grave you know what it's it's you, you can't beat it, man. Somebody really did their marketing on that and that's fine. But once we start looking at it like, oh, well, that's what I want. And how come I haven't gotten it yet? How come it doesn't work for me? Well, I'm going to either get drunk or I'm going to kill myself. And that's where it starts becoming more demoralizing because 
we don't really talk about it. And I think we should. We should start saying, hey, you know what? That life is edited. They had many times, many takes to get it right, to do it over. That Those two actors that are that are pretending to be in love, they may not be um, an actual couple. They might just be perfect for the, um, for what the camera lens needs or, or the way the product placement is, or maybe the director of the commercial, maybe that's how they want to see it. You know, they're like, Oh yeah, that chick is fine. Uh, hire her to be in this commercial. What's her, what's her husband look like? Oh, it's this guy. Oh, well he's, Oh, Hey Ching. <laughs> I didn't see him. He's right here. Accidentally hit him in the face. Ching, you crazy Ching. Anyways. Um, so he, so let's say the director sees the lady's husband and it's like, oh man, that guy's too unattractive. He's bald and he's overweight. But then there's this other actor. They're like, oh, that guy looks good. You know, they could they could pair up together and you know we'll make them look like a couple and that will sell, because you know beautiful people is you know the the desired look for pretty much anything. And um, and you know also the other thing with um having an edited lifestyle is everything looks easy. And when you look inside those houses, like for, um, like a snack commercial, um, the house is like always clean and it's very big and you know, it, it does make it more, it does make it more, uh, desirable to buy the product of like cookies and maybe even like, um, what else do they sell in like, like in a kitchen setting, like coffee, you know, and everybody's all clean and happy and smiling. Or there's like a commercial with, um, that involved children that, um, are like getting ready to go to school and they'll like joke or make a prank or get their parents to laugh or something. And all that looks great. You know, it's fine, but we don't really think about that because we're just like, Oh, let's go ahead and do that. Um, Let's go get this, I don't know, let's go get this cereal because it looks like, you know, we'll have a good time eating it in the morning when in the morning everybody's all pissed in a rush um, and, you know, kids got to go to school, parents got to go to work. And especially if you got this whole lockdown thing going on, it's, oh, I'm talking about the reservation, by the way, um, that we're not going to really see that type of uh, environment too much. And uh, all it is, is what I'm trying to say the whole point I'm trying to say, which I, I said before, was just to have people realize that the the way what's portrayed isn't the way things are. And that would lead to disappointments because some people are, will get depressed, obviously. Some of them probably already suicidal. And they're like, well, that's not how life goes. That's not right. And so they try to come to their own conclusion. And here's my other point is that if we talk about it, we can let each other know, hey, you know what, you know, that that commercial was nice. It was great. It was funny. Um, it made me think, you know, it inspired me and motivated me. But also, don't forget, that's been carefully choreographed. And the editing process, like after they do the shooting um, or they do the filming of the commercial and the actors, then it comes to the editor who has to put it all together and make that point, drive that point of you need this product. You need to have this in your life. 
And, you know, that, that probably, that's probably like the biggest job of all, the most important, because they would have to edit all that together, put sound together, uh, time it just right. Um, what else do they do? They also have to uh, use filters to get that desired look. And most of the time, everything is, is bright. And the only commercials that have like darkness in them usually will be about, you know, um, as far as darkness goes, you know, it's <laughs> Ching, get away from there. <laughs> he crazy cat. I was kind of afraid he was going to step on the, uh, the, um, the microphone here. Anyways. Um, so the darkness could, you know, when you watch it, it, there's all types of commercials dealing with darkness. So it just all depends on what, what it is they're trying to sell. And then the other thing about this whole edited lifestyle is it's very well done, you know, and I can't really say too much about what Navajos would do in that situation because me and a Navajo Pedro, we did cover that, um, that a lot of these radio commercials that came up, um, last year and the year before about the coronavirus it was radio commercials and they really didn't have the, they really didn't have like that punch that, that influence to make, to make the, uh, the thought of social distancing and putting on a mask and sanitizing everything. It didn't make it really too enticing. It didn't really grab me, didn't really drag me in. And that's why I was saying that, you know, some of these commercials, the radio commercials on the reservation, it, they needed better actors, you know, it, and it's kind of, you know, yeah, it's hypocritical of me to say that when I get to, you know, get on the podcast and run my mouth. But I'm just saying that as a tribe, we really need to look more into what advertising and editing it looks like. And that's another great point that um, thinking of making right now is that let's learn from these things and let's do it to the point where we're good at it. We get to edit that because if I were to do uh, a radio commercial and someone said, all right, Mr. Big Mouth here, go write a script and tell us how you would want this, um, commercial to go about, you know, hand sanitizing and social distancing. I would have been like, all right, well, First of all, you know, what actor are you going to use? And if they say, oh, I'm going to use so-and-so that's related, and I'd probably talk to that person and say, all right, look, we're going to try to do this commercial, and um, this is going to be about social distancing. And it's got to you got to have some energy going into it, because if you don't, it's going to be like what the product that they came out with, which was some uh, young lady, some Navajo girls, kind of she sounded all tired, like, oh, yeah, I need a social distance. I need to wear my mask. I need to wipe this down. And, you know, there was there was no energy. So with that being said, I would like to at least try to attempt to make the um, the commercial more entertaining. And there was a guy who was saying, oh, I need to go into town. And his wife says, why? And he's like, I want to get me a hamburger. And, you know, it, it was such a lousy premise that there was so many, like, if you watch these, um, 
if you watch the Navajos going into town, um, most of the time they are going in for a lot of really great reasons, you know, like one of them could be the guy could have said, yeah, I need to go in and pay for your pawn. It's going to be dead pawn. And she could have said like, well, you know, if you're going to do that, you know, kind of having like a legitimate reason, she could have told him, well, if you're going to do that, you know, do this and that and learn how to sanitize and all this stuff. And the other thing about that is that um, <laughs> the lady end up turning the, um, the situation back on her husband's head. It was funny, but I, I was just like, Oh man, you, you kind of uh, lost me there because now I'm more focused on her throwing it back in her husband's face. And I'm like, Ooh, like a, like a real Navajo would say, Oh, I forgot to put the, Ooh, I would have said anyways. Um, so that's where all this edited lifestyles are kind of making, making more, more fools out of everybody. And it's kind of like when, um, wrestling was a thing. And what I mean by that is that, um, when, when I was a kid and I, uh, my impression of wrestling was it was real, you know, the, these wrestlers are throwing each other around and, you know, there's the bad guy and the good guy. And that's how I saw it. And as I got older, I was like, why do they keep hiring these bad guys? You know, can't these guys just win? Can't the good guys win the belts, you know, the, the heavyweight belts or whatever belt they're trying to get. And then later, as I got older, I realized, oh, well, okay. Now I see why they have the bad guys in there is because it evens it out, but it also keeps you on the edge of your seat when they jump in and start cheating, you know? And then later on, I watched some documentaries about like how some of these wrestlers, you know, WWE being the biggest one, um, how some of those popular wrestlers were talking to each other behind the scenes and, and yeah, man, they made it look real. Like they hated the hell out of each other, you know, in some cases probably. Yeah. But at the end I was surprised to see them like friends, they were hugging and even like some of their best matches, they were crying afterwards. I was like, wait, this ain't real. What is this? So now, you know, that's where I see all this kind of coming together and I'm like, oh man. So, um, for the Navajo Nation, uh, I think it would be great if we look a little bit, well, not so much look into it more, but talk about it more. Let's say, look, don't get too frustrated, don't get too upset, don't get too depressed. Because what you see on television, that's edited. That life doesn't exist anyways. So, yeah, you may not get that, if you're a guy, you may not get that pretty girl if you're a female, Navajo female. You may not get that that family that you desire that you see on television, but you know it's kind of good to kind of keep it, keep each other grounded because the way things are going nowadays, everybody's just kind of losing their freaking minds. And and I'm like, how come nobody is um, you know coming back to the hogans and kind of just kind of sitting around and talking like like we used to do in the older days? Well, obviously, you know that doesn't really happen. But if it could. I think we'd be a lot better off and all this coronavirus, you know, social distance promotion that they're doing, it really wouldn't um, affect us as much. Yeah, we'll get sick. But, you know, if if we get sick, we're, you know, our mind is thinking, OK, I, I need chicken soup. I need to boil some sagebrush. I need to, 
you know, have a good sweat, go into a sweat lodge. But then once they throw in coronavirus, they're like, oh, I can't, I can't go anywhere. I need to stay home now. I'm going to get everybody else infected and they're going to get sick. And it's like, you know, that's where um, this whole edited life would pretty much help us all out if we kind of work together to keep each other grounded. Like I was saying, I was trying to make that point. And other than that, you know, I'm going to go ahead and um, say that that's basically what I want to establish. Now, later on, yeah, I want to go back and um, uh, go back to this subject with some other interesting thoughts that I was having earlier. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and uh, end this segment and let's go jump on to the next one.